Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome to the Hardwood Handicappers Podcast. They're a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game, and they never got the girls in high school, and they just want to get in the game. <laughs> With your host, Jonathan Von Tobel. See, the thing is, you guys look at me, you see the backwards hat, the uh, gray socks, the funky outfit, and you say, now this guy's a chump, am I right? No. I'm f***ing geek. Only on the VSIN Podcast Network. Yo, 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 what up and welcome. It is another edition of the Hardwood Handicappers Podcast. Jonathan Von Tobel, solid episode on tap. Real quick one, short one, as we are between these games in the conference finals. Well, I guess not between anymore. As the Phoenix Suns are your Western Conference representative. How about this? Chris Paul finally gets it done and he makes it to the promised land in his first NBA Finals berth of his career. And a brilliant performance, too. This is not the belly-aching podcast in which I come on and talk about the Los Angeles Clippers and the opportunities. No, no, no. you got to start with the positives, man. And yesterday, Chris Paul was absolutely fantastic. 40 points, no turnovers, specifically 41. According to ESPN, Paul, the fourth player to have 40 points and no turnovers in the conference finals game since turnovers became an official stat. The other three guys went on to win the finals. But, man, there are sometimes, I said this on Follow the Money earlier today, there are times where greatness just happens, right? And while we could talk about the injuries and the path for the Suns to get here, Chris Paul yesterday just said, nah, nah, I'm going to win this game. And yes, it was irritating to watch him draw the tech on Boogie Cousins. And yes, I think that he probably should have, at the very least, been a double technical and not allowed the Phoenix Suns to benefit from a ridiculous acting job like that. And yes, it was a quintessential Chris Paul performance. There was flopping all over the place, but there was also brilliant basketball, man. And it all started on his little personal run to start the fourth quarter. 
But that three-point shot from the right wing where Patrick Beverly miscommunicates, he thinks that there is another uh, there is another defender, or excuse me, another player behind him. So he passes off Nick Batum to nothing, and he's supposed to pick up Chris Paul. Paul sits on the right wing. Nobody picks him up, takes his time, lines it up, hits a three-point shot, and what was a massive run from the Los Angeles Clippers it turns into nothing, and Chris Paul eventually puts them away. But it was brilliant, man. It was brilliant. He picked on Boogie Cousins, got him in pick-and-roll situations and out in space. Everything he does with opposing bigs. Everything, by the way, Avicii Zubac did a really good job of in that series of kind of negating, which was holding his own out in space against Chris Paul, but not against Boogie Cousins, man. He took advantage of Boogie Cousins in a very big way in a lot of those individual matchups down the floor. Paul was brilliant. Paul was brilliant, and the Phoenix Suns, I thought, from a game plan perspective, were just as brilliant. Monty Williams was awesome in terms of going, okay, you know what? Boogie Cousins has beat us up in the matchups in which he he gets to meet up with Dario Saric in our bench minutes. So you know what we'll do? We'll keep Saric out there. We're going we're gonna to run a lot more pick and pops with Dario Saric, and we're going to get some wide open threes at the top of the key, and we're going to bomb you out, and sure enough, they did. And Dario Saric hit his three points a lot of shots like he should have. He was brilliant. Really, really solid game plan from that perspective. And Torrey Craig, yeah, right? Cam Johnson, a little unhealthy. Okay, well, guess what? Torrey Craig's going to be in our lineup, and he's going to start, and he is going to lock down Paul George, who looked absolutely exhausted. And he did, man. Craig was brilliant. Guarding Chris, or excuse me, guarding Paul George. Even watching, it was, inc- it, was, it was infuriating and incredible to watch at the same time because the possessions in which the Los Angeles Clippers would try to go to Paul George – he wouldn't get the ball until there was like 12 seconds left on the shot clock, 10 seconds left on the shot clock, because Craig was doing everything possible to deny the ball to him. So Craig doing a great job. Money Williams doing a great job. And then Chris Paul putting the ball on it in the fourth quarter. Look, I think there's a I – mean, it's not even like a conversation to be had. Was there luck in terms of injury that went in the Phoenix Suns' way? Yes, I don't think there's any way that you can deny that. But luck is involved in every single title run, and they deserve credit for getting it done when it needed to get done. So they send the Los Angeles Clippers home, and they sit back, now the $2 favorite to win the NBA title because of what they are waiting for on the other side of the bracket. This is the Hardwood Handicappers Podcast, only on the VSIN Podcast Network. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. So we record this a little bit later in the afternoon on Thursday. We're going to talk with Tom Byrne, Sirius XM NBA. He'll be with us uh, to talk a lot about what has happened in the news today. And, of course, we're talking about the fact that Giannis Antetokounmpo has been ruled out for Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, it sucks, man. Injuries again with that hyperextended knee. And, look, I, I wrote about this the other day. Like, if you're going to start to make the case here, you can write the asterisk, all that garbage with the Atlanta Hawks. Yes, I would agree with the sentiment that the Hawks are probably not going to find themselves in this situation again next year. But the Milwaukee Bucks have their own selves to blame. They didn't lose Giannis until the third quarter of that contest. They were down by 10 when Giannis went down with the injury. And the second he goes down, the Atlanta Hawks go on a 12-2 run. Just brilliant. Just stepping on the throw. Lobs to Capella. Three-point shots. Lou Williams involved in everything. But that 12-2 run, kind of a microcosm of what I want to talk about here, which is, you know, there's some worry here, I think, with the Milwaukee Bucks from a lot of different perspectives. And I talked about this on Follow the Money, but a little bit more at length here, which is this team turns into a poor defensive team that is reliant on jump shooting. And that is not something that I think is going to work out for them. And even in a series here against the Atlanta Hawks, especially if Trey Young is back. But we're talking about some of the difference in the on-court, off-court numbers. Giannis Antetokounmpo on the court. The Bucks outscored their opponents by 9.4 points every 100 possessions. Only give up 109.1 per 100. The rim defense is staunch. Under 60% of 59.8. And then you go to the offense, right? 35% of their attempts come within 4 feet of the basket. 72.5% in terms of shooting within 4 feet of the basket. They average about 19.3 free throws made every 100 possessions. There's some really solid numbers with Giannis on the court, but they become an absolutely different team, man. Off the court, net rating goes from plus 9.4 to negative 0.6. They only take 29% of their attempts within four feet of the basket, shoots 59.5%. For those who don't know, rim shooting, right, because generally in NBA, you're thinking 50%, 60%, that's freaking awesome, right? And rim shooting, you should be above, at the very least, you should be above 65, 64, 65%, right? Uh, and 59.5% is not going to get it done. It's just not. It's absolutely important. And then you get to the defensive numbers. The fact that their defensive rating goes from 109.1 to 116.7. The fact that their rim defense goes from 59.8% allowed with Giannis on the court to 64.3%. But it gets worse from there. It's astonishing to see that when you throw, because those are just general Giannis off the court minutes, right? So those involve bench minutes. Those, you know, there's a lot of stuff in there. There's a lot of noise in there. So then you take a look at the Milwaukee Bucks without Giannis on the floor and with Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday on the floor together. A little bit more of a representative sample size of what we're going to see in this series without Giannis Antetokounmpo in the games that he's going to miss. Oh, my friend, does it get a lot worse in that regard. How about some of these numbers? With Giannis off the court, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday on the court. Offense is solid. 119 points every 100 possessions, an effective field goal percentage of 55.4%. They only turn the ball over essentially 12% of the time, 11.7%. Here's the kicker. Free throw rate, only 17.3 or 17.3 free throws made. 
every 100 possessions. And the defensive rating, a defensive rating with Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton on the floor and Giannis off, 118.8 points every 100 possessions. Imagine scoring 119 points every 100 possessions and only outscoring the opposition by 0.3 points. That is absolutely atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. And it's astonishing to see how bad they are. And and it goes to the offensive profile of this team, right? The jump shooting goes up in terms of frequency of attempts. The three-point frequency goes up. And yes, 119 is an incredible offensive rating. But their defense suffers without Giannis on the floor. That perimeter defense that I talk so much about gets exploited that much more. And you are reliant on your mid-range and long-range jump shots actually falling. And that's a really, really big problem, man. A really big problem for this team. And so now as you move forward in this series, Trey Young or not, you have to wonder about whether or not this team is going to be able to operate on the defensive end of the floor and the offensive end just because of the makeup of their team, right? There is no north-south threat. There is no guy that is going to press things at the hoop. There is nobody who is going to consistently draw fouls with an off-the-bounce attack like a Giannis Antetokounmpo would. And now you have real questions about the Milwaukee Bucks. It's why the Phoenix Suns are favored to win this NBA title right now. If Giannis is not on the court, the Phoenix Suns are the highest power-rated team left of the three, right? They're surely going to be favored even over a full-strength Atlanta, and they will be favored over a Milwaukee Bucks team without Giannis Antetokounmpo. I, I, what the Bucks are facing right now, it's going to be a referendum there on, on Mike Bud, Budenholzer, man, because Bud can't figure something out in terms of getting some consistent pressure on the basket, and we're just watching jump shot after jump shot with this team from an offensive standpoint. Bucks got problems. They do. So tonight, we look at this from a perspective of, okay, well, the side is sitting at Milwaukee minus three, total of 215. I'm really intrigued by that total because given everything we just talked about, and I want Trey Young on the floor, and maybe if Trey Young gets announced, his total goes up to like 217, something like that. But if this is the defense that I am getting from the Milwaukee Bucks, and if I'm getting a relatively quality offense from this team, which we know that we are, in terms of some of the numbers that we see when they are all by themselves, should this total really move down without Giannis Antetokounmpo? Right? Like, think about that. The defensive rating overall, again, goes from 109.1 to 116.7. The defense gets worse. Why would the total move down? And I kind of, you know, I get it, right? The offensive standpoint, 34 points, the rim presence, all that stuff. But to go from 220.5 to 215, I get what Giannis is worth from a point spread perspective. But I think that move on the total misses the mark with what the Milwaukee Bucks are as a team without Giannis Antetokounmpo on the floor. So I put a little bit on over 215 on this game. I'm really intrigued to see what that looks like. Uh, and and, and Trey Young's presence too, man, because that obviously, it's a really big deal. With Trey Young off the court, we're talking about an offensive rating of 107, not very good for the Atlanta Hawks. And yes, they went out, they had a really good performance, shot the ball extremely well, and they match up the other night without Trey Young, right? In terms of an offensive shooting night, 38.2%, 64% on mid-range shots. You would expect that to regress a little bit in this next matchup, but this is still an exploitable defense. And you would think that that's shooting, 38.2% for the Atlanta Hawks, that is maintainable against the 29th-ranked perimeter defense in the regular season, especially without Giannis Antetokounmpo on the floor. So 
I think this might be a higher scoring game than the market's getting credit for. 215 is pretty low. I get it. It's a playoff game. Might be pretty slow paced, but you might see some pretty efficient offenses out there. Uh, let's get to uh, Tom Byrne. He's going to be with us next. Tom's got a lot of great thoughts, not only what just happened between the Suns and the Clippers, uh, but his power ratings and what they mean and what he's looking at in the NBA Finals with this injury situation. Tom will give us his numbers on what he projects to be series prices and lines for the upcoming NBA Finals between the Suns and the Hawks or Bucks. This is the Hardwood Handicappers Podcast. Interact with the show on Twitter at me, JVT, at Roach underscore 97, and at VSIN Live. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome in, uh, I think second, third time here on the Hardwood Handicappers podcast. Tom Burns, SiriusXM NBA, fantastic with all the coverage from a betting perspective over on SiriusXM NBA. Uh, all right, I will give you the floor uh, if you want to laugh, if you want to mock my Clippers, uh, get eliminated. Now, I think from an anecdotal standpoint, uh, until Pat Beverly, of course, melted down at the end of that game, they did a great job in kind of, um, uh, I guess, vindicating themselves to a certain extent after what happened to the bubble. But your takeaways after the Clippers lose in a hard-fought fashion in six to Phoenix. I can't laugh at anybody from the fan perspective. I'm a 76ers fan. They lost okay. to the Hawks. So, <laughs> and they blew a 16-point lead, a 25-point lead. Now, listen, I thought the Clippers, considering the circumstances, showed up and played fairly well. In fact, it's painful because they could have won the series. They had mm-hmm. the game that took us all back to the 90s. That was ugly. They easily could have won. And we, of course, had the game that will forever be remembered as the game where Paul George missed the two free throws. And of course the egregious defense Zubac for some reason going over the screen rather than under to protect the rim. And for whatever reason, Nick Batum 
channeling his inner Statue of Liberty. I don't know what he was doing. That was just an atrocious loss. If Kawhi Leonard plays, you got to assume that they could win this series. So before the year, I would have told you anything short of an NBA final appearance should be considered a bitter disappointment. But considering the circumstances, now they're not the only one to deal with injuries, fairness, right. but considering the circumstances, I can't kill the Clippers too much. Yeah, I will. Uh, I will always go to my grave saying that this year the, I wrote a piece um, right after the Mavericks series for our visa, our website, visa.com, uh, that they were the best team in the Western Conference. And then, of course, everything that happens with Kawhi. Uh, you won't be able to tell me otherwise. Nobody ever will. <laughs> you, you can't prove it either. Uh, so let me ask you this more anecdotal stuff before we get to the betting thing. Uh, but obviously, we get the report you know, either yesterday or early today uh, that the Mavericks and the Heat are going to make a push for Kawhi. I mean, I'm going to make a push for a million dollars here in the next couple of days. Tom. I don't know if I'm going to get it. I think Kawhi sticks around. What do you think? Yeah, I do, too. I'd be shocked. I think there'd be a better chance he'd leave had he played and they struggled. Yeah. I think there'd be a chance he leaves if that were the case. But since he didn't play, I actually feel better about the idea he returns to be a Clipper. He better, JVT. You know that. They'll go right back to the old day Clippers when they were looking for the local Compton YMCA to practice in if he doesn't return. They don't have a first-round pick until 2027. So I think he is going to return. Paul George will be back, and they'll be formidable once again next year. Look, we always knew the Western Conference was going to be a tough go this year. I thought Utah, that's the team I was bullish on, and Phoenix was the second team that was slept on a little bit, not before the year. I did not think Phoenix was capable of this before the year, but some numbers I was looking at really started to convince me fairly early that this Phoenix team was going to be a little bit than we thought. Chris Paul's now having this moment. And of all places for Chris Paul to have his moment at Staples, does that yep. make you bitter or happy? I don't know how that make me feel if I work. So it's funny. We were ta- I was uh, I was on Follow the Money this morning. It is uh, Thursday that we were recording this, and I told Mitch it, it was it was the full range of emotions uh, because one, it's watching yeah. the Clippers lose in the way that they did. Chris Paul with his. Uh, just his stupid ass tech uh, that he drew from Boogie Cousins, it flopping yeah. all over the place, and you're getting irritated. But then he does what he does in the fourth quarter, and you realize that it's been 16 seasons, and you like the guy, and you're like, ah, I'm like, it was everything. It was all the emotion. So I think it was like a relatively positive. I, I you know, look, I'm a sports fan, but not a bitter one. So I generally like the stories like Chris Paul, right? Like the guy who's been fighting for so long just to get to the finals, not even win one, just to get to that area. I thought it was pretty cool the emotion that he showed and the fact that he's finally going to be there. I'll admit, I'm from Philadelphia, I could be a bitter sports fan, but I like that it's new blood. I don't want LeBron there every year. I don't want the Warriors there every year. I'm cool with Phoenix, Atlanta, Milwaukee, even the Clippers had they gotten through. I like that there's new teams. I don't want the same guys every year. It doesn't mean I don't appreciate greatness. It just means I don't whip out the pom-poms and root for greatness, you know, every single year. I like that in a league where parity is almost non-existent, we now have a little bit of parity. It's crazy. So Phoenix is certainly not going to be in a discussion for one of the greatest teams of all time if they win the chip. And they might be in the driver's seat now considering Giannis's yep. injury. But that's still a ring. And so nobody will ever take that away from him. And from the Chris Paul perspective, it's a big deal because that's the last thing he needed on his resume. Magic Johnson's safe. I think Steph Curry's safe. Outside of those two, I think the argument's on. Yep, the point God. And, and look, it, there's something cool, I think, about like the fourth quarter. Like, granted, again, the, the tech was dumb, but the, the 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 moment that he got left open on the right wing and he hits that three, and then everything just starts going in their direction after the Clippers and uh, had cut it to seven and Balmer was getting a little aggressive with the thigh grabs uh, in the crowd. Yeah. It, like, it, it was cool. <laughs> it's cool to watch a guy go, no, F this. We're going to win this game, and I am going to do it. And I thought that was really cool to watch in the fourth quarter. Chris Paul just shut the door. 
And the biggest, biggest sequence in the second half by far is after the timeout. Remember now, yep. it was a 17-point game. Clippers going to 10-0 run. Chris Paul goes on a personal 8-0 run, including a couple threes, and basically put everybody to sleep across America. They could go to bed on the East Coast, at least, because the game is over at that point. That was an unbelievable 41 points, no turnovers. It was one for the books. It really was. Now he's got to finish the deal now, win a championship. But, again, it looks like things are working out for them. I'm not sure how you feel, JVT. I think this is a quiet-like situation in Milwaukee. I would not be surprised if Giannis does not return until the opener next season. Yes, so yeah, that's a natural jumping off point. We got the news uh, just before we started. We hopped on that he's not going to play. At least that was one report uh, today. So I'm not surprised. Like that knee, it looked really, really troubling the way that that thing bent. Uh, And like you said, a Kawhi situation where they'll leave the door open, as I put in air quotes, but I don't think he's going to be coming back until we see him next year. So the question is, Let's talk about this from Milwaukee's perspective first, because I I was rolling through some of the numbers on our morning show today, Tom. This is a different team when Giannis is off the court. We're talking about a defensive rating from 109 to 116. We're talking about a team that that has no rim uh, presence whatsoever offensively and defensively. Uh, What did you make of Milwaukee if we're not getting Giannis for the rest of this series? Because I think that they're going to lose this series if they don't have Giannis. Wow. Now, look, I took the four and a half. I was annoyed I didn't jump on the five and a half, which mm-hmm. was hung originally for maybe like five minutes. I missed that, got the four and a half. Feel pretty good about it. I, I would make it if Trey Young plays. Yes. I would make it a pick em. If he doesn't play, I would make Milwaukee a two and a half point favorite. And so Pfizer form would be the location two of the next three games. It's close to a 51, 49 type of situation for me, but I'd still lean bucks. But to your point, they are not the same team without Giannis. I mean, he's worth, you know, five and a half points, roughly, to the spread. All due respect to Trey Young, he might be worth two and a half. This idea that somehow, you know, this is a good little split for Milwaukee. Well, they're not going to have Trey Young, so it evens things out. No, no, no. Giannis is more important than Trey Young is. So the reality is, yeah, the Atlanta Hawks have a championship. Do imagine that. This is the NBA. We might have the Phoenix Suns, who didn't make the postseason a year ago, versus the lowly Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. Adam Silver won't be jumping up and down doing cartwheels. But, JVT, you might be right. I think the best result for the NBA would be to get Milwaukee in and have Giannis return. But you and I are thinking along the same lines. I don't expect Giannis. In fact, as soon as I saw him go down, I immediately jumped up, got on my phone, took Milwaukee in the game, and just assumed that he was going to play the next game. And took, I'm sorry, took Atlanta in the game mm-hmm. and took Atlanta for four and a half immediately as that was posted as well. Because to me, it would have been, you know, I've seen Joe play in the tournament. I get that. But it would have taken a miracle for Giannis to return from that, especially with all the other injuries. Milwaukee might be a little bit more cautious than you would be otherwise, yep. because this league has experienced way too many injuries over the last three, four weeks to be careless. So when you look at Milwaukee from a personnel standpoint now, uh, I see, you know, obviously Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, right? You have P.J. Tucker. But, like, I, I see a team, for lack of a better term, Tom, they're a jump shooting team, right? Like, the numbers dictate it, right? They, they take less than 30% of their attempts at the rim with him out with him off of the floor. Uh, they are terrible in terms of shooting under 60%, which is not good at the rim at all as a team. And, and that leads to some high variance. So you could get, like, a really good result for Milwaukee, but that's if the shots are falling. But th- there's no north-south yeah. presence. There's nobody in that realm that is going to be able to create and draw free throws. Their free throw rate is going to be really low, in other words, no doubt about it. Giannis is the bully who guessed at the line. Now, he doesn't shoot him very well. That's another conversation. But still, to your point, at least he guessed at the line. We'll see if they do a lot of settling. I imagine they will because of the personnel in place. So to your point, it's going to depend on 
whether or not Milwaukee shoots the three ball well. Milwaukee wins. They shoot the three above league average tonight. Mm-hmm. If they lose, that means they probably did not. I don't want to simplify it too much. There's a lot more that goes into it. But to your point, yes, Middleton would have to be also in the ISO, awesome part of me in the ISO situations presented to him. Drew Holiday, and boy, was I disappointed with him last time out. Lazy one-handed passes. Then he's getting on his teammates for ends for not boxing out. Drew, you were the laziest pass of the game. I mean, yeah, I think it'll be awfully interesting to see how well Chris Middleton's able to play consistently without Giannis because he's Jekyll and Hyde. One minute he looks great. The next minute I'm thinking, well, geez, I'm still not sure he's worth the max contract. So, yep. and by the way, nor is John Collins. This is a nice little run for Atlanta, but let's not fall into the same trap we did for Miami last year. Remember, Miami's going to be a beast forever. <laughs> and Miami has Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's better than Trey Young. And they were frauds. We know that. Tyler Hero, come on. And so Atlanta's not going to be here next year. I got news for you. But at the same time, they have a chance to beat this Milwaukee team because of everything you just laid out. Yep. Yeah, let's uh, – I mean, I think it is it is a very simply put, but the Philadelphia series is more about what Philadelphia failed to do as opposed to what Atlanta was doing. And then here we are now. And, look, you, you got to be you got to knock them down if they're in front of you, and they're knocking them down to give them credit like you said. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe this is a one-year blip. It's one of those random champions we get every once in a while. They'll grab it and they'll take advantage. But I would agree that they're probably not going to get this far again uh, a year from now. So let's spin this forward. We'll talk about both teams against Phoenix. Um, obviously, in, it depends. If Giannis somehow comes back – Milwaukee will be a slight favorite. We saw that the Westgate opened up about $1.50. I would assume that's down to about $1.25 or so uh, with Giannis and, you know, his status. It also depends on how he looks, if the Bucs can eventually win that series. And they'll be favored over the Atlanta Hawks. I, I look, I, Tom, I think they're pretty live in both of those series pretty much, right? I think Atlanta is going to have trouble hiding Trey Young like they have throughout the Eastern Conference postseason uh, defensively. And then if you look at the other way, that soft drop coverage, not very good against elite mid-range scorers. And you got two guys who can just destroy that in Devin Booker and Chris Paul. As you were breaking that down, I ran the numbers through my player-based model here, and I would have the Suns' current roster now, no Giannis, of course. I would have the Suns laying a point and a half okay. in fives or four. So that tells you all I need to know. Do the math. That means the other way around in the Valley, you're looking at a solid seven and a half. That seems a little high, uh, but yes, I would agree. Phoenix is going to have the advantage no matter who they play. Of course, they'd be favored over Atlanta. We could break in. I'm sorry, break down some of the matchups if you like, but just looking at the numbers, I think you're looking at Phoenix's championship to lose here. That's crazy to say. Now, if Giannis returns, I could plug him into the lineup and take me a minute here. I think that changes the parameters quite considerably. Again, Giannis is just a huge difference maker. It's the NBA. One man moves the needle. You know this. Mm-hmm. More than any one man in any other sport. Maybe Andre Vasilevsky or Carey Price in the NHL to an extent. You know, it's like having Jacob DeGrom on the mound. You know, you got it completely handicapped differently if Giannis isn't around. Assuming he's not around, because that's where I am, and I think you are too. Yeah, Phoenix, I don't care if it's Atlanta or Milwaukee without Giannis. It's their championship to lose, no question. They'll have the pressure on them in turn. Yep. So what about, uh, I was talking about this with Mitch, uh, finals MVP. There's a couple of listeners of the show, the follow the money that had grabbed him at 40 to one. He's going to be the favorite. That's a legacy award at this point, right? Like if we're talking about people are going to go out there and fire away on this futures market. It's Chris Paul's to lose. Oh, no question. Yeah. Oh, no question. Narratives bias. They always play a role. James Harden broke it down beautifully a few years ago. Now he was wrong. He did not serve the MVP over Giannis in yeah. my estimate, but he was right about narrative and bias. And that's always been the case. You know, a lot of people get on the media players did the same thing. Go back to 1975. Bob McAdoo, we all love Bob McAdoo, nice guy. He won the chip, but he won the 
I'm sorry, the MVP. He won the MVP because he was a nice guy. Right. The guy who deserved the MVP was Rick Barry, who was complete and absolute bleep hole. And by the way, he's an amazing radio. If you could control your temper, he's an amazing radio interview. I mean, the guy pulls no studs. It's amazing. But nobody wanted to vote for him, so he didn't get it. The media the same way. Narrative bias always play a role. He doesn't even need to be the best player in this series. If he just plays relatively well and Phoenix mm -hmm. wins, they'll find a reason to give Chris Paul the award. I like it. Tom Burns, Series 6M. Uh, let people know again where they can find all your stuff, your work, all that good stuff. Well, find me on Twitter at the numeral one, Tom Burns, one T-O-M-B-Y-R-N-E. And, of course, Mad Dog Sports Radio weekends, 7 to 11 Eastern time, 4 to 8 Pacific. During the week, I'm five days a week through the conference finals doing the postgame show. Starting next week, I get a breather twice a week over on NBA radio or maybe even on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Thank you, JBT. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare thank you for traveling with amex platinum to your right you'll see oceanside relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property when booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.